This is VH Snack. And we're back and we're VH Snacking today. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yeah. So uh, I can't hardly wait to do this episode. Oh, all right. You get one, that's it. You know I had to do it. Yeah. You just had to. <laughs> one of us had to. Yeah. I it was, was, good. Ha- it was happy good it's one me. Yeah. I'm Phil. I'm Josh. And uh, today we're talking about Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, man. Yeah, where where do you even start? Are we uh, jumping in right now, or are we? D- d- is there anything on your mind you want to ease into it, or you just want to just jump right on in? Nah, you know this movie. Watching this movie again was like visiting an old friend from high school because this is pretty much what this movie is to me. I mean, I watched it all throughout high school. So yeah, there was a lot that I forgot, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I totally I- forgot that it pretty much all takes place at the house party like it's yeah. just the house pretty much like yeah. the first 10 minutes they're in the high school and they're kind of setting it up but it is really just at the house uh-huh. and i think that's why the producers um wanted to do it because it was cheaper right just to shoot it in one spot at a house so while we're on the topic of continuity um well, i don't even know if continuity is a word but you know when uh when Preston is at the phone booth and the lady's like, you know, try having your car break down at two a.m. Yeah. So that's two a.m. Yeah. And meanwhile, this house party's still going on until I don't know what kind of parties you went to, but at two a.m. there was like the few stragglers and those people were really drunk. Most people had left. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always like somebody asleep on the couch. I this mean, party was still going. This party is raging. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, that means the cops showed up at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Like Love Burger took the stage at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's their high schoolers. I mean, they have a lot of energy. I know when I was in high school, I had a lot of energy to party. So I don't know, man. That's that's pushing it. It's but, a deep but, party. I mean, you know, this is like a 4 a.m. party. This is this is huge. Well, while we're on the topic, did you ever. Okay, we talked about on the Angus episode, like some of the uh, the tropes you see in high school movies. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one, like these big parties where everybody from high school is there. Did you ever go to any parties like that? Because I don't know about you, but I didn't. Like this wasn't a thing, you know. Uh, I mean, not really. I don't remember any huge bangers like this in high school when I was in my twenties for sure. But yeah. I mean, there was. Um, no, not really. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, not until 4 a.m. anyway. And plus there was like, supposedly like everybody from high school there, all everybody from the high school. And there was like, what? Melissa Joan Hart says, I want like all 400 students to sign this yearbook. So there's like 400 people at this party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I mean, where does this movie take place at? It was supposed to be based on a high school in Pennsylvania, I believe. But they're not partying like that in Pennsylvania. Come are you, on. Are you kidding me, dude? Dude. People in Delco? I mean, people that are listening that are from Delco, people in Delco party hard. Dude. I feel like you have some stories you need to share with me. Oh, no. Not on this one. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, like, you know, I mean, I was working for a record label and, and stuff, you know. That was in Jersey, right? And that, was in, that was in Delco. That was in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, that's oh, Delaware okay. County and they call it Delco. It's right outside of Philadelphia. So, I mean. Many, many beers were drank, my friend. Okay. And a lot till 4 or 5 a.m. So, yeah, it's I mean, not, it's not unbelievable to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to like pick nits this early, but I just had to throw that one out. But it feels like California. No. It yes. feels like California. It does. Yeah. But probably just because it's a, like a Hollywood movie, you know? Yeah, I guess. Um, and also Barry Manilow calling in some shitty radio station in Pennsylvania while he's doing a show in Japan. Which is like 12 hours ahead of them? I'm not buying it. I would. It, it's his birthday. You know, it's, he's got to make it he's special. He's going to spend his birthday calling in some <laughs> shitty radio station being like, yeah, I'll talk to uh, whoever wants to call your little radio station in Delco, Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know if it was in Delco, but I mean, it is in Pennsylvania. I, I mean, I'm suspending disbelief here because <laughs> yes. because it re- this movie does take me into the world, you know, and like I said, I watch this a lot through high school. And you kind of think about, is this what it's going to be like when I graduate high school? Right. Or when I get to high school, because I first saw this in like middle school or something. I was like, whoa, I can't wait to go to these kind of parties. Yeah, this came out in 98. So I started high school in 99, 2000. 
So, I mean, it was right on the edge. I was seeing this movie and I was like, is this what high school's like? Yeah. I can't wait to get to I go to high school. High school. Don't you say that. Don't you ever <laughs> say that. Stay here as long as you can. <laughs> different uh, movie, but great scene. Different movie, yes. Um, yeah, where do we begin, Josh? Well, like I said, I watched it all through high school. I mean, and it was kind of like a, an always-on movie right. for me. You know, it was always on cable. I mean, it would come on at different times. It would be on at 11 a.m. It would be on at 7 p.m. And it's a really fun movie, and it kind of sucks you in. And um, and it had a cool soundtrack, so you know it was a good background music too. Another decent soundtrack, and it's absolutely hilarious. Like it's super funny the whole way through, super quotable. Um, so I mean, I watched it all the time, and uh, like I said, watching it again felt like visiting an old high school friend that you haven't seen in a long time. So it yeah. was cool. And also, um, when you visit that friend, you discover something totally new that you didn't even know about him. Like, oh, I didn't know Jason Segel was in this his first role he's the watermelon guy yeah it's just like his first film role <laughs> this was before slc punk i guess it because yeah. that was 98 as well yeah and before dead man on campus he was in that i believe so wow now there's a movie i haven't seen in quite a while yeah Does it hold up i haven't seen it in a long time either it's got uh zach morris and yeah, that's a cool one. But yeah, Jason Siegel is in this, and he is great as the watermelon guy. The watermelon guy. I like. I like his scenes, but I especially love the end credits where they roll all the pictures, and he's just like holding the watermelon. Yeah, he's so stoked on this watermelon. Love it. Yeah, yeah. That's a funny scene, like him and the stoner guy describing Preston. They're like he's uh like kind of tall, not and, too uh, tall though. Like yeah, not really tall. He, he wears like. T-shirts. Roar. <laughs> Roar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that last night, I was like, holy shit, Jason Siegel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and he does look super young, though. So, it, yeah, you can tell like it's one of his first roles. Hey, here's a semi-hot take early on. Uh-huh. Jason Siegel would have been better as uh, Ethan Embry's character. Really? Movie. I think so. You think so? Here's a question. Yeah. Did Jason Siegel smoke as much weed as Ethan Embry? Because Ethan Embry was stoned as hell through this whole film. That's what he said. He says that he doesn't remember filming this movie a whole lot because he was super stoned, man. And uh, it definitely shows at parts. After I read that, I watched it and I was like looking at his eyes. He must have had a whole case of Visine because you can't really tell to me. Like to me, I couldn't tell. Yeah, but like some of his... Okay, I mean, he does fine in this movie. He's good. Yeah. Um, not great. It. I think there could have been somebody else in place for him, and it, you wouldn't have even noticed, or it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, I think he does a great. I think he's a good job. I don't like. I almost said great, but I think he does a fine job. That like, like, I, like I don't hate his performance. I think he does his job. I think mm-hmm. it's good. Definitely not my MVP though. But that like wide-eyed thousand-yard stare with his mouth open look that he always does. He's like. Amanda? It's yeah, like, but he's supposed to be like that, right? He's supposed to be a little timid. I mean, he's had a crush on a girl for four years and he's never even spoken to her. Yeah, but it's like not just the just the Amanda stuff. It's um <laughs> other parts as well. It's the Peter Fascinelli says that though. Or that's, yeah. that's how he says his name. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Who's gonna want you? Now? What a what a bozo. Oh man. He does a great job in this though. I mean, yeah, he totally nails the part. Yeah, I mean, he, I hate that guy. Yeah, so. he's a total dick. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he played it well. But yeah, Ethan Embry was a um, super stone man. You know, he was like 19, 20 when he filmed this. So that's like prime. That seems to be like a common thing I've noticed, including myself. I was like 19, 20. I, all I wanted to do was smoke weed, dude. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not much has changed for me, so I don't really know. Well, you're not like a 24-7, like, you know, make this day better. We were like, hi, when we did this. Like, that level of kind of annoying guy Speaking of, like, Ethan Embry as a stoner, uh, I you got to think about Empire Records, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, come join our band, Mark. Like, I always think of him as that dude from Empire Records. And he has shades of this in here, not as much as the character, but... I don't know, just his whole vibe, I guess. So. Yeah. And I mean, I was totally that annoying, like, dude, let's get high before we do this. I was that guy, and I look back and I cringe. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Growing pains, dude. 
Yeah. Um, we all got them. Yeah, sir. <laughs> Seth Green has some, too. Oh, my God. I love Seth my Green. My boy, Kenny. Movie. Oh, Kenny. What's up? Yo, Janine, baby. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> nine. Nine lucky ladies. Nine lucky ladies. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so amazing in this film. And he really is one, probably, uh, you know, the best part of this film for me. So I got to correct myself. I think he says Shireen. Shireen, baby, what's up? I can't remember the name, but it's the way he says, what's up? Is, yeah, something and like, like yells it. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, baby, you are far too fine to be looking so sad. <laughs> yeah, he's hey, Yo, he's I amazing. got to have sex tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing in this movie for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, while we're on the topic, I guess, is it safe to say that he's your MVP of the movie? It's a little early, but I mean, it's there's there's it's a little early. We usually don't jump into the award ceremony just yet. I would like to talk about his performance a little bit before we, sure. you know, crown him. But I mean, he is hilarious in this movie. And, you know, I said that um, in Airborne, it's one of his finest moments. Man, I forgot how good he was in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Like he really carries a lot of the comedy in this movie. It got me. me thinking like Seth Green is a 90s comedy icon. He totally is. He's hilarious in uh, Austin Powers. And he's also hilarious <laughs> in Idle Hands. God. He's like, I've got a gun in my room. I'll go get it. Bam. Shoot him in the head. How <laughs> <laughs> about no, Scott? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really is. Uh, hopefully he goes down as a, as a comedy legend. I mean, I think he has, you know, obviously amazing acting chops and, you know, he was even the comedic relief in it, you know, so it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, like he is he is a great comedian and he's super funny and super charming. And then he went on to be a part of Robot Chicken and that that's hilarious. And um, yeah, he's directed a few movies that I need to check out. I, I watched some interviews with him um, kind of preparing for this episode, but I also discovered some other interviews with him talking about some projects he's done. So. But, you know, talk about, you know, uh, the stereotypes in the, in this movie and it, did it relate to your high school? I mean, for sure. I mean, I think they do a really good job lampooning all of the people that were in your high school. You know what I mean? Around this time. And, you know, the Seth Green's characters and his crew, there were definitely dudes like that in my high school, for sure. I yeah. Mean, a ton of them. And um, there was always like the poser guys like that. But there was always one that was like, it's accepted. Yeah. They're like, you're cool. Though. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I mean, like there was definitely that and, you know, there was the artsy girl and there was like the school spirit girl and like, you know, there was the stoner dudes and, you mm -hmm. know, and like kind of the more sheepish like wallflower people and, and they, they do a great job lampooning all of that and, and kind of like, I thought it did a great job. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Josh. So how about this? Mm -hmm. You know, we usually do, do top three, you know, just moments that stand out. And we always have a few front runners as well. So would you like to start or would you like me to go? I'll go. Okay. Let's hear I'll it. I'll happily go for it. <laughs> All right. Let's okay, hear it. Okay. So Seth Green in the bathroom where he thinks he's about to get laid. Hilarious, dude. When he is <laughs> when he is prepping himself. <laughs> yeah. Better double, ba better double bag it. I don't know what he's doing. Like, I mean, like, come on. And he's like using the Kama Sutra book and he's like up on the tub and the sink and he's like flown. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. And then he just like eats shit and like falls on the ground. He's like, you the man, Kenny. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> and he's like that he spills something on his jeans and he's like, he's like using the hair dryer. He's like, she's yeah. going to think I have that premature evacuation. Yeah. It's I was rolling. Not rolling. just jeans. Huge jinkos. Yeah, and like he's got the goggles, he's got the chain wallet too. He is just like a walking caricature, and the things he says are so stupid and funny, and yeah, he's awesome. So I love the bathroom scene with Seth Green. Totally cool. Um, here's some. That's my number one though. I think it's one of my favorite scenes. Okay. Here's some dark horses. All right. Um, so the angel talk with Jenna Elfman. Where she's the mm. the strip the angel stripper like I really think that's a really good dramatic moment and she does a great job like comes out of nowhere and that's really the only part she has and I think it's really memorable and I think it's really cool she does a great job there and yeah that was a good scene um what else has she been in man it's Jenna Elfman she was I feel uh, like I've heard that name but... yeah she's in a Dharma and Greg is that what she was in oh really I don't know I, I could be making know. that up but I think uh, she was in a bunch of stuff in the nineties really cool actress mm -hmm. so. Okay, here's here's another one that I don't think. Uh, okay, it's, it's kind of a small moment. Okay, but the fridge gross out. 
Oh yeah. Where like yeah. girls who party whose party it is goes in the fridge. She's like, Oh my god. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? What was in the fridge? I wanted to ask you, what do you think's in the fridge? I feel like somebody just like took a dump. <laughs> I totally <laughs> think that somebody just took a dump, took like, a shit, and just put it in the fridge. Like on a plate. Yeah. And just put it like yeah. maybe saran wrapped it or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cause uh stuck a few toothpicks. <laughs> some, <laughs> oh no. Some other party goers open the door and they're like Oh my god, ew. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's definitely like a gross thing, so I definitely think it's it's probably human. They human should have shape. like added the uh the pulp fiction briefcase light, you know, give it like the oh, golden light to yeah. add a little bit more mystery. Like what's mm. in that briefcase? Interesting. What's in that fridge? I don't know. It's a question that may never be answered, my friend. It's whatever you want it to be. Exactly. And that's kind of why I like it. It's really funny. Maybe that was the source of the shit smell. Remember when she's like walking around, she's like, oh. Is that poo? Oh my god, because she never finds it. That's right. Dude, great connection. <laughs> great connection. <laughs> Thank you, it just came to me. That's awesome. Um, Jerry O'Connell's cameo. Is Pat McNeely? Trip? Trip McNeely? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Trip McNeely? Trip McNeely? I always thought his name was Trent, but I, I watched it again. It's Trip, right? Yeah. Trip McNeely. Yeah. And um, Wait, but Pat we- McNeely was in There's Something About Mary, I believe. Ooh. He was like the guy, I don't know. But yeah, kinds Tri- of McNeely's. Trip McNeely, you were a sexual icon. You know, girls still talk about you. He's like, oh yeah, which ones? Because <laughs> he's totally been striking out forever. But my favorite line is from when he's there. He's like, "That's my best advice to you, man. Stick with her, and also uh, wear rubber flip flops. I got warts all over my feet." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so fucking gross. I love. I that. totally forgot Jerry O'Connell was in this movie. Yeah, and I was like, hell yes. And he, I love how just understated he plays his character. It's like not over the top at all. He's just like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Trip McNeely. Yeah, great, great, great piece. name by the way. Trip McNeely. Yeah, that could be. That should have been a pop punk band. That's a song. That's a good song title in um in our fictitious pop punk band. Okay, that we create every week. That's great. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Okay. We're gonna have we're gonna have a full discography pretty soon, dude. Next song, what's in the fridge? <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> Call the shit poop. <laughs> um oh. The ba girl? <laughs> the sheep girl? The, yeah. I think she's credited as artsy girl or something like that, but what was up with her? She's awesome. Uh, I mean, she, she just hates everybody. You're all she's sheep. Like, you're all sheep. What is she cutting? Bah. She's cutting oh, uh, the um, six pack. Things. Oh, yeah. Because she's like Earthy Girl, I think. That's what she is. She's Earthy Girl. Okay. Yeah, for, to save the turtles. I do that too, man. Oh, same here. I definitely do that. But my favorite part about that is when she goes, bah. Yeah. But like when she's leaving the scene, she goes, bah, again. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every single time. Um, I'm loving these. These are a lot of uh, overlooked moments. This is what the show's about. It's all the overlooked stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I got a few more here. I'm sorry, but... No, uh, keep them coming. When Mike Dexter like gets shut down by uh, Amanda, yeah, and he's like, "I'll kick everyone's ass in this room." Yeah, Do you know how many times I said that at parties, just being goofy. Oh, and really? It, <laughs> totally. Like, you know, you're just like in a room full of parties, like, "I'll kick everyone's ass in this room," Re- and like some people get it and some people don't. Oh, you were quoting this movie? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like totally at a, at a party. Um, I love that part. Um, and I've quoted it a lot. Um, I mean the sh- love burger shirt scene. I mean that, I feel like that inspired so many people to say, can't wear the shirt of the band you're in. You know, I feel like so many people I've heard it a million times. I mean, so. I kind of had a real life moment like that once. Cause I was, uh, I would sort of quote tour with this little local band. I was like their merch guy slash friend and, uh, their new guitar showed up one time wearing the band shirt. Right. And I talked to the bass player. I was like, yo, man, he's got to take that shit off. Like, that's... <laughs> was he wearing a cowboy hat too? Like, was he... No. Oh, okay. But we were like, we were like, does anybody have a shirt? <laughs> this, this guy cannot wear this shirt. We were like, dude, you can't wear your band shirt. You like, know, have, haven't you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? It's like, dude? bro, unless you're like Pantera or Slayer, like you, you can't, that's a boss move, you know, unless you're like Lemmy or something, like you can't, you can't do that. So I have an, I have an interesting question. I mean, okay. Would you wear a Spook House podcast shirt? Would you wear a VH Snacking shirt? Um, yes, because I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing, dude. I wear lunch meat shirts. I wear lunch meat shirts. Exactly. So, I mean. Well, that's kind of different. I mean. Is it? 
Is it different? Yes. Because you're not like, okay, if we were doing a live podcast, definitely not. Do not wear a Spook House podcast or a lunch meat shirt on stage. That's lame. But, but, but if, if you want to sell the shirt, I mean, like when people are like, you say, hey, that's a cool shirt. Like, yeah, I sell the shirt. But you know how many times I wear a lunch meat shirt out, to, out, out in public or something? Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, oh, dude, I love your shirt. I'm like, oh, thanks. I make this shirt. And they're like, oh, really? And then it starts the conversation like about what I do or like they, you know, something Yeah, well, like that's that. fine because uh, you're, you're like self-promoting, but you're... You're not self-promoting in the act of what you're doing. It's, I don't know. There's a difference, but podcast shirts, good. Band shirts? Band shirts on stage while you're playing your band's music, not cool. <laughs> not yeah, fucking maybe cool. Not. But yes, we have just explored the Love Burger conundrum that I think has pervaded. <laughs> Love Burger conundrum. So I think that has pervaded. I believe Albert Einstein proposed this theory, like the Love Burger conundrum. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because it's quite a conundrum. You know, I'm just gonna wear a cowboy hat. Like next yeah. time we go out, love burger like, cowboy hey, hats. That's their next merch, and and can't hardly wait too. He's it's, like, yeah. He's like, take it off, hoodie, hoodie. You look hoodie. like Lestat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does look like Lestat. Though. Yeah, yeah. Anybody order a love burger? Well done. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so and my favorite scene in this movie, without a doubt. Okay. Is when Loveburger quits and they walk off the stage. Yeah. And Homeboy comes up and he's like, I'll be the band, dudes. <laughs> that is my favorite line. And I've said that line so many times at parties before I put on music and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely using it. Employed I'll be it. the band, dude. I'll be the band, dudes. <laughs> I'll be the band, dudes. <laughs> then, you know, the ensuing scene with, you know, um, William Lichter coming up and just like rocking the house. Yeah. I, and he's like, you know, I mean, that GNR song rips. So that's a really fun scene. But I think a small overlooked part of that scene is when the same dude that said, I'll be the band dudes. Yeah. Comes up. He's like, this is the greatest night of my life. And he gets hit in the face with a bottle. Like, oh. <laughs> it's so quick. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. Like he's like, this is the greatest night of my life. Like, boom, gets hit in the face with a bottle. Fantastic. And after that song ends, I think it's him that yells out, sweet child of mine. Absolutely. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there are so many quotable moments, but I think those are my favorite for sure in this movie. Man, those are some solid moments and not a single one that I picked. I think that's good. Fantastic. Let's keep it rolling. That's uh, what I like about this movie. There's so many little moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the big moments that I, I think we're on the same page. It's not like the bigger the broader like amanda stuff it's fine it's not so much the storyline it's the characters mm-hmm. and it's sometimes it's the smaller characters you know and it's the you get 5 seconds on screen make the best of it right you know and a lot of people really do in this movie and i think that's what makes it so interesting to watch and i think that's what makes it hold up is because like you said you can revisit it and then all of a sudden you're seeing all these new things you know yeah. and there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in the background of this movie because something interesting if you don't mind me going into it before you start your moment. No, not at all. So they couldn't show kids drinking alcohol. That's right. Yeah. So they had to do some CGI stuff. They had to do some replacement. But I did catch one kid drinking alcohol in this movie. <clears throat> really? It's when William Lichter goes up to the keg. I did see that. And there's yeah. one guy. He's the only guy that I've seen in that movie that actually drinks from a cup. Nobody else in this in this movie that I can remember actually drinks. But could they get away with that and say like, well, we don't know what's in the cup. You know? I mean, it's obviously beer because they're at the keg and everybody's drinking oh, alcohol. So true. you just, even under the impression, you can't show underage kids show, drinking alcohol. They weren't comfortable with that because they wanted a certain rating to get it further out there. So one of the kids was doing a beer bong and they replaced it with a balloon. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then there was, there was a whole stoner girl. So what was he just like sucking on a balloon? I think he just has a balloon. I think <laughs> like he just what? has a balloon in front of his face. I still have I was looking for it. I still didn't see it, but it's in the background. Wow. And then in the kitchen, there was a whole character called the Stoner Girl. Right. And you only see her. She had scenes that they had to cut because of the weed thing. And you see her like looking at a banana kind of in a funny way, but she had a bigger part, but it cut it because, you know, 
Don't want to show kids smoking weed. Yeah, and there was also the drunk girl and everything. She she was so drunk that everything she said was in subtitles. So they had to cut that. Right, which would have been hilarious. I wish that was still in there. And I also heard that the scene where the cop is explaining to William uh, the dangers of drinking and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They had to put that in there to get the PG-13 rating because somehow that made it better. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't get it. Interesting. Anyway, but yeah, there like there's a lot of stuff like when you watch this movie, you know, if you're just coming on to it or if you've seen it a bunch and want to revisit it after listening to this, just look at all the extra stuff that's going on in the background. There are right. so many things happening. There's so much action happening outside of um the focal point of the camera. And you know, there's a lot of stuff where people are laughing. People are looking at the camera. There's especially one scene that I wanted to bring up uh, when Kenny's talking to his two homies. And he's like, he's like, oh, I was just talking to these these two hoes over here. He's like, I don't see no hoes, Kenny. <laughs> and like they start arguing. They start pushing each other. The one dude starts to laugh a little bit. And they kept, oh, and they, I, I did catch did that. Catch that? He started yeah. to laugh a little bit and they kept it in there. And I was like, man, he's totally losing it there. But Why you got to waste my flavor? Yeah, when he says that, he starts to lose it a little <laughs> bit. But they kept it in there, which I By thought the was way, cool. By the way, that guy, I think it's the one that starts laughing. He was at the very beginning of Halloween H2O. So Sweet. He, he was like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's little friend that gets an ice skate to the face. I was like, oh, yeah, that is that guy. So yeah. There's a ton of moments like that in this movie where we're like, oh, that guy was in this, that. Yeah, I mean, you see so many people that later on had huge careers or at mm-hmm. least prolific careers, you know, like uh, Selma Blair is yeah. one of the girls that, like, that's really cool. That's trying to hook up with William after he does the GNR song and he's going into the closet. She's like, that's not her. That's a different girl. Really? Selma Blair is oh, the girl. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, but they, they, you know, there's a lot of people in this movie, so I can understand you mixing it up. But mm-hmm. when he sits on the swing and he's talking to the two girls, he's like, I just re- happen to remember you saying I was the hottest guy in school. Oh, yeah. She's That's the, Selma Blair? The girl on the right, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. That's Selma Blair. And, uh, of course, Donald Faison is the drummer for Love Burger. And uh, Breck and Meyer from, you know, they were in Scrubs together. Breck and Meyer. Oh, did you know this? Breck and Meyer was supposed to be Kenny. Yeah. I did know that. But he had to drop out because he had commitments to film the movie 54. And wow. I mean, I think that worked out for the best. I mean, I like Brecken Meyer. He's perfect as the lead singer role. That was a uh, fate as uh, this movie likes to I say quite a bit. That was definitely a moment of fate because I can't imagine Seth Green not being in this movie. Seth Green's the man in this Yeah, movie. he is. He really is. He's the man in everything. I think he's like the through line of this podcast. He's such a show stealer, dude. Yeah. Like, it's hard, like, not to love him when he's on screen. Every you know time I see I mean? him now, I'm just like, yo, it's the Wiley Man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> See, he is the Wiley Man, but he's also yeah. Kenny Fisher. Yeah. You know? And, um, but yeah, like, uh, just to cap that off, I mean, a lot of people yeah, got their start in this movie yeah there was also that chick from uh she was in the faculty she was kind of like the weird quiet girl in oh the faculty. i just looked I, her name up and i forget it but it's it's uh, something with a c yeah yeah um but she, she has like usually has chin length hair mm-hmm. yeah kind of the edgy alternative girl exactly yeah she's been in a lot of stuff um god there's a ton of people um oh the stoner dude that like that licks uh Denise Fleming's face. He's like, I don't want to waste this. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah, that's that guy. Kemper. Yeah. A ton of people. Yeah. And it's so cool to see them in these small roles and like when they're younger and stuff like that. So it's cool to see people that like, you know, kind of, no pun intended, but graduate into bigger movies. Yeah. Let's round out Mike Dexter's friend group. You had the guy that watched Mark Wahlberg jerk off in Boogie Nights and then kicked his ass. By the way, he was like 30 when he was in this movie. And it shows. Yeah. That is a 30 looking dude. Yeah. Some, you know, some people don't really hit the, hit the look, but it's about the wardrobe too. Yeah. Mike Dexter was 25 when he filmed this, Mm. which is why it looks like a grown ass adult. And we should talk about Denise, Denise Fleming, Lauren Ambrose. I mean, she had a really nice career after this movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's that movie she did was really cool. It was like a send up of the horror party beach movies. I can't remember the exact title, Hmm. but it's really cool um psycho beach party i think it's called oh okay and that's a really cool movie and she's in it really fun movie i don't think a lot of people have seen or talk about what do you think about her in this role i think she's good i think that um she's like the voice of reason you know and you always need a voice of reason and i i like the fact that she kind of falls for kenny i think it's really cute and 
Yeah. Because uh, she grounds Kenny and she also tries to ground, you know, I like Stone. I like how her character ends up, like the, the twist on her character, but she's also like the pessimistic know-it-all girl that's just going to be a downer at your party if she comes. Yeah, well, she's the antisocial one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you always have to have the antisocial kind of thing but in Kenny there. calls her out. He's like, you think you're better than everybody. I don't think I'm better than anybody. <laughs> and she says that like with her eyes closed and her nose up in the air. It's like, like she's like, oh, surprised by that. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, no, you clearly do. So. But yeah, have we done your moments yet? We need to go back to your I moments, dude. I don't think so. Uh, we're discovering new moments as we as we go. But sure, I will read off the ones that I got here. Um, All the Love Burger stuff is, yeah. okay, but yeah. this might be my favorite moment of the whole movie. So when the drummer says... uh. I don't know exactly how he says it. He's like, I heard that there's a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that lives in L.A. that's going to be here tonight. And the guitarist turns around and says, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I just yeah. love that. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, all the Love Burger stuff is amazing. And um, Love Burger's iconic, dude. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like it's one of the icons that that kind of birthed from this movie is the band Love Burger. I've seen a dude wearing a Love Burger shirt. Oh, they make there's tons of bootleg Love Burger shirts out there. And they're I, all over. I gotta get one. I'm gonna get me one. Yo, I gotta get me a Love Burger shirt. <laughs> I gotta get me a Love Burger shirt. <laughs> and also when uh when they had their little reunion later, the guitarist is like Hey guys, what would you think about a reunion? Nothing crazy, just a few old songs. <laughs> few new songs, mostly old stuff. Yeah. And I love that you never get to hear them play. Like as soon as they do the countdown to start the the first song the cops bust in. Yeah. Well, it's uh like what do you think they sound like? Has there been a Love Burger like fan band? There's I hope I hope so. Please, li- listeners, VH Snackers, if you know of any band that's tried to dream up what sound what Love Burger sounds like, please hit us up. Because I would just love like to. brutal technical metal or something. That'd be sick. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. So yeah, all the Love Burger stuff. Oh God, the uh, the reminiscing guy. He's like, you remember that time oh. that uh, we all took the field trip to the meat packing plant and you threw up in your book bag? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh. No, that wasn't me. Bullcorn, remember? Yeah, you said bullcorn at least four times through text today. Oh my god. Yeah, and when I walked up too. Okay, now you remember the time on the field trip when we went to the meatpacking plant and you like threw up all in your book bag? <laughs> oh, that wasn't me. Bullcorn, remember? Because you try to leave the bag on the bus so no one would see it. But then Vice Principal Biller, he like took it around all the classes, see what it was, and I was like, that your bag and you're like no and i was like i'm thinking it is dude you know but then i said like, you're never gonna get that smell out of there remember? hey I, I got one for you remember that time when i was about to talk to that beautiful girl and you started you started telling me all these asinine stories remember that huh no see that's funny because it just happened yo i'm never gonna forget this you may see if i contact you for the reunion Man, it's all about the memories, man. Bullcorn. Bullcorn. I, I think that's your favorite line, dude. Yeah, I think it is. So that guy, the, you know, the memories are all we have, man. He's yeah, awesome. He is awesome. My favorite thing he says, though, uh-huh. he's like, hey, Amanda, do you remember when you danced at me, danced with me at that dance? And she's like, starts to smile like, oh, here's a nice memory. He's like, I just want to let you know I had like the biggest boner. <laughs> she's like, Ugh. He's like, hopefully you can work it out. Like, oh, man. Such a such a funny scene. Yeah, inappropriate, but you know, like you know, no, a lot of no. this movie's inappropriate. So, okay, another good moment. Just excellent musical cue here when uh, Mike Dexter is apologizing to William, and he goes in for the hug. Hugs him, dude. Was, this was almost on my I'll list. Make love to you. I totally <laughs> forgot about this part. Uh, It made me laugh so hard. I was like, man, that is just a perfect, perfect musical moment right there. And it was like totally of the time and everything. And Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, really I definitely scene. held hands at the skating rink, riding around and uh, listening to that song back in the day. Many a slow dance to that, my oh, friend. Many. That was the jam. Um, and by the way, like all the the William and Mike stuff is is pretty good, too. Really good. When Mike's like... I'm sorry. He does a really good drunk guy. 
Yeah. He's a really good drunk guy. They yeah. both Acting. do. Yeah, they both. Actually, yeah. Because yeah, we're going to get to MVPs soon, but yeah. And by the way, um, I'm sure you know this, but the actor that plays William, this was his first and last movie since he starred in... Hook. Hook. I just didn't know that. I was like, holy shit, that is him. Yeah, he- it was seven years apart, I think, for Charlie Cosmo, And that was the last thing he did. I think he did something something obscure in 2018. But, okay. But yeah, I mean... He's also in uh, What About Bob? Mm-hmm. All, a bunch of 91 titles and then Nothing Till 98, which is this. And I then, wonder what coaxed him into taking this role. I don't know, but it's such a good role for him. Yeah. Like, he- like he's close to the MP- MVP for me. Like, it was either sure. him or Seth Green. You know, because I think he's hilarious in this movie. He really, he does a lot. He has, he does a lot in this role and he does a total transformation too, which I think is so cool to watch. Yeah. You buy him as the, the geeky guy. You buy him as the, uh, yeah, the, the, the vengeful geeky guy. Yeah. And, uh, good drunk guy playing drunk is not always easy, but I think mm-hmm. he does good. He does a great job as a drunk guy. Yeah. Yeah um let's see what else so i had a couple of contenders trip mcneely of course yeah that's a great scene i love how he just like comes walking up into the movie like hey what's up (laughs) trip mcneely he's got this weird thing going on with his voice too where he's like all these babes it's it's not quite a list but it sounds like he's constantly got a little bit of beer in his mouth which i like yeah yeah the nerdy guys on the roof william's friends and this is one of the most underrated I'm glad you brought this up because I want to bring up the scene. Go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. Um, I think my favorite line from, uh, I forgot which one says it, but he's like, doesn't my retainer look like a Klingon warship? <laughs> pew, 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 fire photon. <laughs> and like the other guys just looking at him like, man, you're, you're done. Like you are. Oh, I love their, uh, their post credit scene. That's what I'm talking about. Where they get abducted by aliens. Nothing ever happens in this town. <clears throat> It's pretty cool. It's really cool, dude. What a fitting end for those two. That could also be another little spinoff movie there. Yeah, and they both have X-Files quotes on their shirts. Yeah. So that's really cool. You know, William, from this light, you look just like David Duchovny. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you somewhat resemble David Duchovny. Oh, yeah, somewhat resemble. And, and William, he, like, blushes. He's yeah, like, oh, my like, God. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to say before I forget, and this is kind of going back to, to roles, but Melissa Joan Hart is cool in this movie. And she, one of my favorite lines that she has is like, these are, mom, these are memories frozen in time, people. But she, she, that was her, I think it's her first film role because she was oh, yeah. famous for Clarissa mm-hmm. and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? Yeah. But I think this is, I think it's her first film and she was right. going to take a bigger role, but since she was busy with that and she was uh, trying to convince Jennifer Love Hewitt to take a bunch of B12 vitamins. Did you read about this? Oh yeah. And, but, uh. Love Hewitt was like, thought they were drugs, uh-huh. but they were just trying to stay up all night. And she's like, take these B12 vitamins. I don't know. It's a pretty cool story. You should look it up if you're. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess to uh, Jennifer's credit, if I'd be like B12, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is Hollywood. She, you know, she's we should talk about her because she's also, you know, kind of the supporting lead here. Yeah. we. I guess we need to. Oh, wait, before we uh, move from like minor characters to major, I think we're missing one important guy. Who just keeps sneaking around in the background. And we got to shout him out, man. Yeah, we'll take it away. Chris Owen, we are so sorry that we just kept calling you Troy in the Angus episode. That's right. Or Shermanator, because you're an awesome actor. And, you know, you're, it, you are a staple of the 90s. And we love you, dude. If you're listening to this, it's... But yeah, he just walks around and, like, he's awesome because... yeah. It's just so funny to see him. He doesn't have any lines and he just keeps stealing. The klepto kid is what <laughs> yeah. he's called. yeah. But his name is Chris Owen. Steals so. a cop car at the end of the yeah, movie. And then he steals the gumball machine, <laughs> yeah. dude. How do you steal a cop car and get away with it? And then you're around to steal a gumball machine. He steals a Love Burger shirt. Really? Yes, he, does. <laughs> he steals I a Love Burger shirt. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's a great minor character, too. Yeah. He's kind of like an Easter egg character. So uh-huh. that's cool. Yeah. Good shout out there. Uh, moving into like the major characters. Get Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's. She's good, you know. I, yeah, she's she's good in the role. I mean, for she me, does the, it, she, the best parts of this movie are all the minor stuff. But yeah, yeah, you know, I guess we have to talk about the the major plot line. You know, Preston is in love with uh, Amanda Beckett, and she's like the dream girl, right? That everybody loves Amanda Beckett. Like she is the hottest girl in school. Everybody wants her. She's dating the most popular guy in school, and you know she's she's got you know 
she's pretty, you know, and she's mm-hmm. got those, that signature, you know, flowing brown hair and doe, doe eyes. And like, that's, that's her look. And it was a very popular look and she was, she was nailing it. I like her introduction song, Sneaker Pimps. Oh yeah. Six Underground. Yeah. I Underrated mean, band. Cause it's, song. They, that is a good band. I like that band and mm-hmm. it gives her a, a sort of mystique, you know what I mean? And I really yeah. like that. One thing I wanted to mention, which was really interesting to me is that this movie came out in 1998, right? One year before, she also starred in a film called Trojan War. Are you familiar with this film? No. So it's another teen comedy that came out in 97, Hmm. and it was only a year prior. And it's really kind of ironic because Jennifer Love Hewitt plays the girl that her best friend, who is the main character, she's in love with him, and he ignores her. Oh. like She's like the leather jacket clad like best friend, and he's like chasing this other girl that like, you know... Because basically he's in love with this girl in high school that seems unattainable, but then she's like, okay, we can have sex. And then he doesn't have a condom. So the whole movie is him trying to find a condom. That's why it's called Trojan War. It's oh, re- wow. it's really funny. If nobody's seen it, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check out Trojan War. Can't believe I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's kind of obscure, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it and she plays the girl that's trying to convince her best friend that she's in love with him. Hmm. So like she's ignored. Like So she goes from being like this character who's really pretty and is a good person and just trying to to help her best friend to being one year later to being the main squeeze like number one so i thought that was a really interesting thing that she can play both parts you know what i mean yeah yeah i thought it was cool i wanted to bring it up and and definitely recommend trojan trojan war on the low okay yeah always appreciate a good recommendation sure do does she eat pop tarts in that movie she might. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Might. It better be a strawberry pop tart. If so, that would be even another cool connection. Yeah. 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 Well, Josh, before we, uh, you know, talk a little bit more about this, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little bit hungry. You know, this is a VH- little bit, a little bit hungry. Man, I, I prepared a feast for you today, dude. It's, I mean, it's it's a VH snack, but mm-hmm. hopefully you like it. I kind of went all out today, man. That, hey, that's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean. You know, I appreciate that uh, that we're both stepping up our game. We're like, pretty soon we're going to be preparing like 10 course meals for yeah. this. <laughs> it's going to go, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be VH supper. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to supper. Welcome to supper. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today I have prepared for us a Cheetos infused love burger. Oh. With a Pop-Tart finish. Strawberry Pop-Tart finish. Wow. Well, break it down. What what okay. led you to... to well, of course, Love Burger, right? Sure. And then, you know, Seth Green's character, Kenny. Is and... it well done? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, I, I did him up good. Hopefully you think it's well done. Oh, um, I'm excited. But uh, Chester Cheetah. Like, so we had to, oh, had to... <laughs> talk about that guy, the foreign exchange student. Oh, oh the Cheetah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I wonder how many people quoted... I am a sex machine. Sex machine. I know I did. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That was Would a good Would you moment. like to touch my penis? And by the way, I love how More Human Than Human is playing in the background while he's saying that. And yeah, there's it- some really good songs. I mean, soundtrack is dope on this too. Yeah. Um, Just on a little tangent here. I mean, like they played, you know, Damn It's in this movie by Blake yeah. 22. Good and I read that Mark Hoppus was inspired to write Going Away to College. That's right. By this movie. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah, he's a great minor character. Um, the foreign exchange students. So. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Love that he's wearing a USA shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, what other kind of shirt would he be wearing right now? <laughs> but yeah, as you, so you're hungry. And I don't. I can hear your stomach grumbling from here. Well, we finished the, uh, the Cheetos story. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I'm going to explain what this snack is, right? Yeah. So it's a Cheetos infused love burger. With VH special sauce Ooh. and a side of strawberry Pop-Tart. Okay. Yeah. And Cheetos because uh, there was that moment where... Yeah, yeah. She, he's like, yo, remember we play Spin the Bottle and I saw you giggling with your friends? Hey, yo, girl. I was just reminiscing the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that you were looking my way. So what's up? We never got that kiss. She's I like, never oh, got that kiss, yo. <laughs> that's because you were eating Cheetos. And he's like, yeah. She's like, and you had them all stuck in your braces and nobody wanted to tell you. And you just, just kept on eating them. <laughs> Yeah, we got him called you Chester Cheetah. Chester Cheetah. <laughs> so yeah, um had to do the Cheetos, gotta do a love burger, of course. Nice. And um you know, so basically what I did is I wanted to do a heart shaped bun. 
Oh my god, you really did go out. But I couldn't find them. Go all so out. So what I did is I got some crescent rolls and I shaped them to look like a heart. Oh man. And then I crushed up some Cheetos and sprinkled them on top. And then I have <sighs> cheddar cheese for ch- you know, onto the veggie burger. Damn. Okay. Okay, yeah. And Thank then, you for making it veggie. I appreciate it. We're going to put some Cheetos on the side and a little bit of Cheeto crumbles on the burger. I'm so excited. And don't forget the VH special sauce. V- What's in the VH special sauce? Well, it's basically just all the sauces you would put on it anyway. It's ketchup. Okay. <laughs> it's ketchup, <laughs> mustard, barbecue sauce, and mayonnaise, which I just figured out is pretty much the Big Mac sauce after I tasted it. Okay. So uh, that's good. And then we got a side of a strawberry Pop-Tart for a little bit of dessert, my friend. Man, you're really stepping it up. I really appreciate it. I know you've been really busy. Oh, it's cool, man. You know I love VH snacking, so. Yeah. This is awesome. Um, All right, guys. We are going to go try these these love burgers. So Mm -hmm. we will be right back. Anybody order a love burger? Well done. One, two, whoa, whoa. What is that? It's one of our shirts, man. Wearing it for publicity. Those are for the fans. You don't wear the shirt of the band you're in. I think it's cool. Throw me one. No, no, we don't throw them one. Hey, look. No. If they get to wear the shirts, maybe I should wear the hat. You guys suck. <laughs> what the hell is that? A hat? Take off the hat. No, take off the hat. No, take it off. No, take it off. No. You want me to take it off? No. You take the hat. Look at you! You coming here looking like the white artist formerly known as Prince. Listen here, Hootie. Hootie, you are no talent fostering little Smurf. Really? It's not what your girlfriend said last night in your van. Giggity giggity! Oh! <laughs> you guys are such amateurs. Okay? I quit. Right? Way to go! Why'd you just take off the T-shirt? Me? You! We were fine until you pull out that stupid hat. This hat is not stupid. This hat is cool. Where'd it go, man? We are back, and our bellies are full. I'm feeling a little VH sleepy after that. Man, I tell you, um, that was uh, that was really good. Was it really? Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Uh, you really, you really stepped it up. I mean, I've never had a love burger before, so that was... Well, it was made with a lot of love, my friend. I could tell. You were working hard over there in the kitchen. I was like, I tell you what, I'm going to sit at the table. My kitchen <laughs> is yours. You just let me know if you need to know where anything is. And Josh was like chopping, not chopping. He was like crunching up the Cheetos, like getting the dust just right. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good, man. Well done. Thanks, man. I'm glad you well like done. it. Well <laughs> done. Love burger. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and the combination of the Cheetos and the Pop-Tarts, I think it's really what's put me to sleep now. I might have a sugar rush, but, you know, it was cool. I thought the crescent roll was a little dry, but it still had good flavor. Everything was cool. Yeah, it was fun. It it was good, man. Cool. Uh, We'll, uh, if we ever make them again, we'll experiment. Like, maybe try a different different type of bun or something. Yeah, I didn't know what else to use to shape it like a heart. You mm-hmm. know, I couldn't like, and in a pinch, I was just like, I'm just gonna get crescent rolls and shape them. So yeah, the crescent roll, it kind of, it kind of reminded me of like a breakfast love burger. Yeah, like it ooh. definitely, yeah. If we wanted to, like, you know, have a love burger hangover burger or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? hey, there you go. Yeah, can't hardly wait the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, good job, man. I got, I'm gonna have to really step it up for the uh, for the next episode. Oh yeah, which we will announce after we do. MVPs. Oh yeah, it is time for MVPs. You want me to go first? Yep. Uh, who are you giving your giant cheeseburger trophy to? The giant love burger goes to Seth Green. You got to give it to Seth. Seth nails it in this movie. He's hilarious. He has moments of pure comedic genius. He also has moments of really good drama. Yeah. And um, you're allergic to dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing in this movie, and you know I have to say, uh, Charlie Corsmo was my second, very pretty close because he does such a great job, and he's really dynamic in this film. And um, for not being on screen for what was it six seven years, something like that, mm-hmm. really impressive. Um, I still want to know what brought him out of retirement for this role. I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. You would think it would have to be like some. Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> like it, drama or something, maybe or maybe it was something as simple as money. 
maybe it was hey, maybe it was maybe. something that he just wanted to work on this really cool film that was going to get a lot of exposure. Yeah, maybe he uh, had a friend that was a part of the the production team or something. Because this had to be a really fun movie to make, right? Seems like it. Yeah, it seems like it would be. Apparently, everybody just got high in Ethan's room. Yeah, what Ethan's I read. trailer. Yeah. yeah, everybody's getting smoking a smoking a tweed. Smoking a tweed. Oh, really funny story uh, about that. Another funny story I saw is um, because at the end, Ethan Embry has to kiss Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, and he smelled like smoke, and she had to kiss him. So she sent a basket of breath mints over to his trailer. He said it was really thoughtful and nice, and like there was like ten different kinds of breath mints in it. Mm. And he said it was great for his cotton mouth, so he really enjoyed it. That's what I read. Yeah. Wait. So he kissed her. She gave him breath mints like after the kiss. No, like before their kissing scene. Ah, uh, okay. Because she didn't want him to taste like smoke. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame her for that. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt didn't even want to take some B twelve vitamins, so I'm sure her feeling on weed was probably. Yeah, so my MVP, Seth Green, 100%. Yeah. But uh, very close runner-up, Charlie Corsmo. He's he's awesome in this movie, too. All right. There you go, Seth. You get uh, you have two VH snacking trophies now. Man, he's, he's cleaning up out here. Yeah. I think he's going to make another appearance sometime soon. You think so? On what? Well, I can't tell you. Oh, okay. Okay. Hopefully it's not without a paddle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that, but I will give a hint. It's something I would like to do in the future, and it uh, takes place on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Idle hands. Oh, oh, God, you gave it away. You gave it away, but yeah, idle hands, and he rolls in that, too. Yeah, that's a good one. I would love to do that one in the future. Yeah. Um, I was thinking for, like, October, we could do something like that along those lines. I would love it. All right, well, uh, my Golden Love Burger Award, I, I was leaning towards Seth Green, obviously, but I'll, just to mix it up a little bit, you know, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, the, the reminiscing guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bullcorn, remember? He has so few scenes, yeah. though, dude. But <laughs> I mean, he is great. Remember I will... that time you, like, threw up in your book bag? And the vice principal carried it around to each classroom and he was like, is this yours? And I was like, oh, I think it is. <laughs> Bullcorn. <laughs> Bullcorn. I love his final scene in the diner with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, they, and, they found each other and yeah, uh, they're like, a couple now and they're just going to reminisce all the time. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it to that guy. Cool. Do you yeah. know his name? I don't. <laughs> Sorry, that it's guy. kind of an un- unusual, obscure name. I think it's it's Uncilius or something like that. Asilius or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's an interesting to, name. Uh, I, I, not one you see very often. So. Shout out to uh, un- Uncilius or Silius. I don't think I don't <laughs> think that's his name. I'm probably butchering it, but yeah, good job on that guy. He is very funny, and um, he does steal those scenes that he's in. So it's cool. Yeah. Oh, well, one other minor character, Jamie Presley. Oh, as one of the girlfriends? Yeah, she is from my hometown of Kinston, North oh. Carolina. She was like one of the the rare exports from that town, along with a few NBA players. But uh, I'm your sister. Huh? From Joe Dirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's her. Right? <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, that's a funny one. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. she's... I mean, there's so many small parts in this movie that are done by really great actors freddie rodriguez you know? freddie rodriguez who went on to star and uh i just know him from planet terror right yeah but he's funny in this that little laugh he does he's like hey mike <laughs> so uh oh dude when they're, <laughs> at, when they're at the dinner or not the dinner but they're at the uh the burger place or whatever and he's like yeah they suck they suck they suck yeah like <laughs> that always makes me laugh the way he does it oh and then when he's like talking about like her parents are away for the weekend. Oh, and bro, they got mirrors. I'm going to be like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny part, too. Yeah, that guy's funny. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the diner, I like when uh, this part makes me laugh. When William tries to sit down next to Mike. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, why don't you go watch Star Trek? Urkel. Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does like the upside down. Yeah. Like, which is like a popular NFL celebration now. I don't understand. Really? Yeah, I don't know. 
I just knew it from like elementary school, like yeah. doing stupid faces with your friends. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the uh, the freeze frame title? Well, not title cards, but like the you know. William went on to mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now he's a successful millionaire. I think it's awesome. I think that it, it kind of fleshes out the character without doing very much. You know what I mean? Because it shows the future of that character and it kind of just, you know, it also puts like a punctuation on their story. You know what I mean? And I think it's really cool. Yeah. So it's, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Like the the last one with the Amanda and God, why do I keep forgetting the main character's name? It is Amanda. No. Ethan Embry. Presto. 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 He's like tall. He like wears t shirts. Kind of tall. Kind of tall. Yeah. Uh, Preston. The way they're like, they're still together to this day. It's like, right. okay. I mean, it's a little sappy, but I mean, and it's, nothing it, bad ever happened again. Yeah. I mean, the it, end. it's a little sappy, but I also got a laugh out of one of those subtitles where it says, uh, seven hours later, Preston finally got on a train. Like, uh, that made me laugh out loud you know he's like i'm sure there's a later train i could take and it's like seven hours later like what do they do for seven hours <laughs> you know that's cool i think it's really sweet and then by the way where was he going he's going to boston he's going he has a, a he's a, a an aspiring writer mm-hmm. and he has a workshop with kurt vonnegut who's one of his uh, his uh, idols okay yeah well josh uh any other thoughts you want to touch on on uh can't hardly wait any uh anything you want to get off your chest i feel like after every episode there's always something where i'm like damn it i forgot to bring that up or i mean there's so many small moving parts to this there's so many moving parts to this movie you know and i think i just want to recommend it to people that you know like because these are are very nostalgia based films right so i mean Mm -hmm. excuse me going back to these films is is a lot of fun you know and i'm always interested to hear people's opinions on the film if they've never seen it um, this movie is so breezy and fun to go through. And like, I, you yeah. know, it still makes me laugh out loud. Um, and it's, it's like I said, there's a lot going on. So it's really fun to watch and look at all the background stuff that's happening. So very interesting movie. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to say is that in the beginning of this movie, whether the voiceover is happy, like, did you hear about the party? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, let's go crash it. I think those are the two producers doing that voiceover. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was a fun fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love fun facts. You know where I got some. <laughs> what yeah. about you, man? Is there anything else you want to say about Can't Hardly Wait? I don't know, Josh. We might have to pop in the VHS tape to watch that uh, Smash Mouth video. Oh, yeah. That uh, uh, Can't Get Enough of You Baby that's video right. was on the end of that, that VHS release. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You said that song bops earlier. It's, it's not bad. And I said, you know, wait, Smash- no, no. I was thinking of uh, Walking on the Sun because they play like a couple of different Smash Mouth. Oh songs. yeah, I mean Smash Mouth. Those songs aren't bad by any means, but they just got so played out that I think everybody just like. Well, I think All Star and what was the other big one? Um, Walking on the Sun. Well, yeah, but I, I know it was like All Star and uh, I don't fucking know, but yeah, they they got definitely played out. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's they suffered from that. I mean, uh, now they're like cliche, but they're like so just nineties. Oh know? yeah, you know what I mean, like late nineties. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's cool. The VHS does have that video. Yeah, but I like the organ sound on Walking on the Sun because mm-hmm. apparently they're like pretty big Doors fans. They were even on a tribute album to the Doors. That makes sense. And uh, Ray Manzarek, of course, the organ player. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm picking up on those those Doorsy vibes on some of their songs. So I appreciate that. Got to get the tone. Got to get the tone, Gotta baby. Get the tone. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Josh. Anything else? I think that's it. I uh... man, I think we're gonna take a little. Uh, Feel a little VH sleepy. Might take a little nap over here after yeah. eating all that food. Yeah, those Pop Tarts, Cheetos, and burgers, uh, that'll get you. Yeah. Well, what are we doing next week? I'll tell you one thing I'm not doing. I ain't farting on no snare drum. Oh. <laughs> I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> we are going to talk about, we're going back to 1993. I tell you, it's a hot year. It is a hot year. We're going to talk about Airheads. God, I love that movie. I can't wait. Me too. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you dig that movie, stay tuned for next week. I'm on snack duty. I I have a an inspiration for my snack, but I'm gonna have to rewatch the movie and uh really 
to really think about how to craft it. Do you think you're going to include like Airheads candy or do you think that's like too outer? No, that's yeah. too obvious. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to like branch out like, hey, take an element from this part of the movie and combine it with that and just create a whole whole thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're being thematic with our... With our yeah, like if you so. just showed up with like a bag of Cheetos, I'd be like, bruh. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's not good enough. Yeah, that's not good enough. No. They ain't going to cut it, man. This is VH Snacking. We're... I think we've graduated from that, you know? Yeah. I mean? <laughs> so. so, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Why don't you uh, take us on out there, Josh? Yeah. Th- thanks for VH sticking around with us, and we're really excited to uh, keep going and keep on VH Snacking, everybody. I'll be the band, man.